As developers, we all know the importance of monitoring our app's performance and user behavior. And with Embrace's Flutter SDK, you can do just that. Their SDK offers deep insights into your app's performance metrics, such as startup time, network requests, and provides actionable recommendations for optimization. But what sets Embrace apart is their focus on user experience. With their SDK, you can track user sessions and quickly diagnose any issues affecting your users. Plus, with its easy integration, you can start monitoring your app's performance in minutes. So if you're a Flutter developer and you're looking to optimize your app's performance and improve your user experience, head on over to Embrace and check out their new Flutter SDK. You'll gain valuable insights into your app's performance and be able to make data-driven decisions to improve your app. Visit get.embrce.io forward slash FHF forward slash today to sign up for a free trial and learn more about their Flutter SDK and start optimizing your app's performance. Hello, welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today I'm with Ankit Mahato. He is a he is the CEO, I believe he wrote that over here. CEO, is that right? Uh, CTO, yeah, co-founder. You can just say co-founder. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I said C. I thought I saw CEO over here, but it was co-founder. Yeah, the yeah, C's yeah. messed me up. Co-founder of API Dash, which is, uh, I guess I would say it's like a... Missing API client for Flutter developers. Well, it's it's like a, a Postman, basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's a Flutter desktop app, like a Postman, uh, and it generates Dart code for you. Uh, I, I'm really impressed... Um, the reason I, I really like this one is because it reminds me of an app I actually use every day. It used to be called Paw. Have you ever heard of Paw before? Yeah, I've used it before. Yeah, it looks a lot like Paw. That's why I was very attracted to it. Yeah. So Paw was recently, I think it was bought. So Paw, it's Paw, P-A-W. It was recently bought by uh, Rapid API. Rapid API. Yeah, exactly. You're already caught up. Yeah, they branded it to Rapid API. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've used it once. It is not that, uh, I don't like it that much. There are some limitations, so that's why. So so what what is your major inspiration for this? Is it, because people always use Postman, so I'm guessing that must be a huge part of it, no? So, uh, yeah, so the other uh, major thing is that as a Flutter developer, uh, I worked as extensively with APIs. So, and a constant problem that I had was to visualize the APIs. Like, for example, you say, an audio API or a video API, the results that they give back. Most of these API clients, they actually throw a binary garbage value. They are not meant for like visualizing stuff or just exploring, playing around with APIs and testing it out that, okay, this is the API which gives me a good a good or correct answer. And now let's go ahead and integrate it with my Flutter app. So the first challenge was actually the visualization part. So many of these API clients, they lack that part. They are like uh, mostly for JSON, XML, for visualizing data uh, kind of APIs, not for uh, new age APIs like uh, AI or uh, this uh, basically video, audio and multimedia APIs. So that was one of the major challenges that when I was trying to integrate these kinds of API in my app, uh, this was a problem that I was facing that there was no API client which was dealing with uh, this kind of problem. And I felt that fellow my fellow Flutter devs might be having some same uh, problems and also another thing was like, like for example the uh, api client you mentioned paw the rapid api one uh, these uh, api clients they do not support uh, dart code generation or 
and if they do uh, it is very like kind of shitty the code that is generated is uh, very template kind of code and it is not uh, not uh, you know that the developer who has developed these uh, extensions for code generation first of all most of them are not official uh, extensions and if developer has developed that extension he is not that familiar with uh, uh, dart or say for what are the needs of a flutter developer to integrate the api so these were one of the major challenges that uh, i was facing while developing my app and then uh, uh, i talked to my fellow co-founder uh, ashita so she is like she has developed flutter gems if you have heard it before flutter gems is a curated package guide for uh, flutter ecosystem people love that uh, uh, flutter gems to they go there and they find the packages based on categories so she talked to her community members uh, flutter uh, fellow flutter developers and they were also facing the same problem so we thought that why not let's build an api client together which is geared towards uh, flutter app developers uh, where they can easily test explore uh, multimedia apis new age apis along with traditional apis and also generate flutter code or dart code uh, at the same time and quickly integrate in their flutter apps so to help them out to ease this process so we just uh, brainstormed and uh, why not build it uh, build it with flutter because uh, we are familiar with it and nobody has done it before with flutter so that was a thing that we took and we built it with flutter we got the prototype running in 2 days and also released the first version in like 3 weeks so we got that up and running and uh, we received a lot of feedback from fellow developers they loved it uh, we have some new feature requests and yeah that the best part was that we also open sourced it so that people can actually try it out they can uh, easily benefit from it and they can contribute back to it so that was one of the major uh, uh, basically motivation to build the api dash okay yeah i i mean i i don't know i i like the idea of using flutter to do to do this kind of stuff but i'm not too sure about i mean there, the ecosystem for this i think is quite Mm, uh, it's quite. What's the word for it? It's it's quite saturated, right? There's always so many different API clients. Um, so you're saying like the main reason somebody would want to use yours over say Postman or something else would be because it's really more Dart focused, right? Uh, more more like front end focus. Like for example, if you take Postman or any other API client, they generate. Uh, they are like they first of all they many of them do not generate Dart code, and they uh, the major point is that they don't. Uh, basically generate codes which can be directly uh, directly integrated to the framework for example they are not generating flutter code at all the number one problem was that but another major problem was that they do not give api result visualization that is the major challenge that we are targeting most of them are geared towards testing apis like automated testing of apis but more geared towards uh, testing uh, json apis the result that they fetch is mostly json or xml and then they run uh, basically people can uh, run tests to validate okay uh, whether or not they are getting the right results but it is not geared towards visualizing the results for example if you get a, you are calling a generative ai uh, api uh, the result that you get uh, if you put it in any uh, api client barring from a few you will just get a binary value what will i do with that value uh, if i cannot see the ai art that was generated by the api so uh, so may, that was one of the major challenges like you cannot explore or play around with apis very well and uh, the second was that you cannot generate the flutter code or framework specific code to actually directly use that api in your app yeah so we are uh, attacking the problem from the user end 
mostly these are attacking the problem from the enterprise end where they need automated testing solutions for their uh, for apis for uh, public apis or their own internal apis but we are attacking the problem from the user end what a flutter developer or a user needs uh, to uh, basically uh, seamlessly reduce his uh, time for uh, basically integrating an api into the end flutter app okay i'm just taking a look at this one so you've pasted well it doesn't generate flutter code right it only generates dart code is 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 that right? Yeah, right yeah. now we are working on the Flutter code also. Right now, it's, we started off with that code. We are uh, moving into Flutter code. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're creating a Flutter code, I mean, Flutter code is quite specific to your app, right? Not everybody's going to be using, say, even the image widget. And there's more than one way to construct an image or one, one, one way to use the image widget. There's different constructors. So how would you actually integrate this new feature in because of why Flutter is so customizable? Yeah, so it is customizable. So we will be giving those options. So people, by default, there will be uh, a default preset, but people can modify those options and actually generate a specific code. Now the code generation module is uh, separate. So if, uh, now if you say that it, it is only for Flutter, then uh, the thing is that uh, if I want, if I'm, a, for example, a JavaScript developer, I can just modify the code generation module to generate a JavaScript code. So we are building it, it in a modular way. So that it is easily customizable and you can add more languages or more frameworks or anything. But right now our focus is first we started off with Dart code and then now we are moving to Flutter code. So we are generating Flutter code and it will ask for some, it will have some presets, but then it will also give users a way to actually, we are figuring right now working on that way. So to select how they want to integrate. For example, let's say a very basic example, let's say uh, API res, uh, returns a JSON result. Now there are multiple ways uh, you want to integrate that result uh, in the end Flutter app. You can do it uh, directly through a JSON view, which is like a tree map. You can click on the tree map and you can view, or you can uh, actually view the JSON result uh, if it is an uh, array of uh, basically dictionaries as a as a data table. You want each record of that array, uh, JSON uh, record of an array, is actually a row of the data table, like a record. So there are multiple ways. We are right now jotting out those ways and how we can allow users to actually uh, customize that part. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I like the ideas. So right now, if the user, uh, he wanted uh, to uh, get data from, a J, for example, he he gets a JSON result, he, he will now have to write that uh, if, if there is no API dash, he will have to now write a code to figure out how to display that data in a tabular form say, uh, or uh, as a JSON preview, but uh, through API Dash, he can easily like uh, select the way in which he wants to integrate that uh, API and then corresponding Flutter code, he can directly use it in his app. Obviously that will uh, require some more customization based on the end app uh, styling. But the thing is that that amount of uh, time has been cut short now significantly to figure out how to integrate uh, that app, that API in the app. Now, I'm kind of curious, though. I do like the idea that you're expanding into more languages, or at least that you're definitely looking at that. I mean, have you, you guys are looking at that now, right? But you haven't tried to add another language yet? Not right, not right now. That is not our focus right now. Our focus is first to uh, basically build uh, what the problem we are facing as Flutter app developers. So first we'll focus on Flutter app developers. Then that, uh, because we need to figure out ways to actually ease the process of integrating APIs for our Flutter apps. So that's our core focus right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was just, I'm sorry, I'm just so caught up on that because that'd be really nice to do. And if there's a way that you can do it, um, not have to like write dark code and recompile, that'd be awesome. But I don't know how the heck you, you yeah. do that. It's a really big endeavor to do if you can do something like that. <laughs> you're laughing because you're working on that. So people can can just like load a plugin and it just kind of works. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'd love to see how that's going. But so you're using the Jinja package. Yeah, right now I'm using the Jinja package. Now, why choose Jinja? Because that is, mm -hmm. yeah, because uh, I'm from a Python background. So I used Jinja extensively. So I have prior experience of using Jinja. And the major thing is that the uh, API, the generated code is basically kind of like a template, right? You are trying to uh, figure out, uh, you have a base template on which you are building on. So that's why right now we are using the Jinja code to uh, uh, fill in stuffs using uh, for on our base template based on the API requirements and all the parameters. Everything that user selects, uh, uh, Jinja uh, basically using the Jinja templating system, we uh, generate the uh, Dart code right now. Yeah, the, the Python bathroom. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember who wrote that one, but I do remember this one. I think I might have talked to that person. But this is... Yeah, it's a mustache also popularly known as mustache uh, language. Yeah. Yeah, the Jinja one. I, yeah, I mean, for me, I've used Jinja a while back and, I don't know, bad memories, but I do like some of the ideas that they have. So this is, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of want to focus a little bit more on the feedback, right? Uh, now, has there been some people who kind of came back into you and said, like, why are you wasting your time with this? This has already been solved. Post, just use Postman. Or, or has everything been really, really positive from the, the feedback? Uh, no, some people came back. They said, uh, why, why are you trying to solve it if I can do it using Postman? Uh, but uh, like I said earlier, I told you also why I'm building it. That's the one of the, that is the reason that I give them. So uh, there, there are tools, uh, but we have to evolve. Uh, right now I'm attacking, attacking the problem from the user end. So people do it from enterprise end. I'm doing from user end. So my whole approach is a bit different. Uh, so that's why I'm trying to do it. Let's see. People have give, uh, given a lot of uh, good for good feedback. Also, the thing is that if you use API clients, you will see uh, also I'm trying to experiment with the UI also. So you can see that I've used my entry spec. Uh, so tr uh, trying to also put a new refreshing uh, touch to the UI of APIs. Rest, all the clients you'll use, they will look uh, more or less the same. So that is also one of the objective to actually do something different. So with the same problem that uh, exists, but Let's try to attack it and solve it using a different way. So, yeah. Now, um, I do see looking at the code over here, you support Windows, Linux, and Mac. So this is a desktop only or are you actually planning to support uh, mobile? So right now, uh, so the one of the reasons why we took Flutter was to actually support uh, all the platforms. So we started off with uh, desktop and it also works for web, but uh, in web also, uh, there are in web, uh, there is uh, some issues with APIs that uh, uh, if you run the code from uh, client side, uh, they will give the course issue if the course is not enabled. So that is one of the, one of the problems. So the usually web apps, they rely on a backend framework to run all the APIs so that they don't have that issue. So right now, that's one of the reasons why it, uh, we haven't published it on web, but it works on web. It's just that it gives the course issue or, or some of the APIs who have not enabled uh, 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 anonymous origin. So, so that is one of the reasons what is holding us back from publishing it on the web. 
and but we do support desktop and uh, and the end goal is actually first to figure out every good uh, every feature on the desktop and then definitely moving uh, the uh, ui into supporting the mobile clients as well so one day we will definitely have all support for all platforms and flutter will definitely help us uh, do that yeah i was exactly thinking about this issue that you probably will have a course problem because it's running in the browser so that's yeah. that's good that you already looked at this problem. Um, did you know that immediately having built this, or did you just try to test it on web and said, "What the heck? Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> what was the... uh, when we built it? We uh, we uh, actually switch between platforms. So sometimes we do it for macOS or uh, for web or for uh, yeah, Windows. We switch the platforms sometimes while uh, using our. Uh, development to see how things are working and in web we saw that issue very early on while development yeah so we are looking into it and definitely uh, that is one of the things that is uh, stopping us from pushing uh, from publishing it on the web now i'm i'm kind of curious though because you were talking a little bit about the ui before <clears throat> with this kind of tool you have to be conscious of the features and also how you implement the features in the ui What's your kind of typical process in terms of, do you focus on, like, do you, do you look at the feature list that you want to implement and then you choose one and then you need to design the UI and then you do the work or you just kind of start working on, on the feature and then fix up the UI later on? What's your typical working style? So, for, uh, so we don't do it one feature at a time. So for a release, like we pick a bunch of features and, uh, uh, then we figure out the base UI uh, that is required and then we implement it. Uh, we uh, we don't do it one feature at a time. We we are like that, okay, this is the release that we are working on and these are the set of features that we want to support. So we build up on that. Okay, so you do multiple features at the same time. And we get feedback from the user. Like while developing, we we do some testing. Uh, we uh, I have some friends, uh, so they do the testing and they are like, okay, we... They give feedbacks regarding the UI, so we incorporate them and then we move forward. Okay, so how do you um, figure out which features you should be working on next? Is it just, do you have like a poll or do you just choose based on feeling or how do you choose which features? So uh, first of all, uh, it is number one is that uh, we already have uh, API development experience. So I've used all the API clients before. Uh, and uh, there is certain set of base features that uh, we know that we need to ship. Uh, so uh, we know that. And then uh, like, like after the first release, uh, we, got, uh, uh, we got community feedback on the features that they want. So we have also added them to the list. So that is how we are working. Right? We take some base features that, okay, in this release, we will do uh, these base features. And we also incorporate all the community features that they want because at the end of the day uh, they are the end users if they want something which can help others also then we definitely incorporate those features uh, to ship uh, those features early to the community now you're saying ship right are you just get pushing and tagging or are you actually shipping out binaries through some kind of distribution yeah we, we are uh, shipping binaries yeah now where how do you distribute your binaries so right now uh, we uh, we distribute it uh, we use uh, the bundlers basically platform specific bundlers so we have for windows we have uh, the exe file and for uh, macos uh, we have the uh, basically dot app file right now we have that uh, once uh, we we think that we uh, once we reach that stage when we know that okay the product is like uh, it is uh, 
completely ready for Play Store releases, then we will go ahead and do the App Store and basically Play Store releases. For example, uh, putting it uh, because that also requires time. They take time to review and uh, basically and for also Microsoft App Store, they have uh, some certain times and requirements. So right now we are not uh, going into the distribution hassle as such through official uh, Play Store and App Store stuff. Uh, right now we are just uh, providing binaries on our GitHub account. On our GitHub, uh, uh, basically page repository page. Now, have you ever looked at the solution like uh, Sparkle so that people can get an automatic update, or how are you letting people know that there's a new update? Uh, so right now, uh, in the first version, we don't uh, have that uh, feature right now. But uh, going forward, we will have uh, uh, an app dev updater like uh, it will check whether or not a new tag, basically release tag, is available on GitHub. That is right now our. Uh, uh, basically, the current solution that we are trying to implement, it will check for whether a GitHub tag for a new release is available. It, if it is, then it will just show a notification that a new uh, release is available. Okay, yeah, pretty cool. Because we don't have a code push uh, feature right now. Uh, so that's one of the reasons, yeah. So it will not update automatically. Yeah, I mean, code push would be obviously fantastic. And there's so many people. Have you guys looked at uh, adding in code push? Uh, we will in future we will but right now uh, our focus is first to ship uh, features uh, more features so that it is more uh, users can actually uh, benefit from it uh, if it uh, benefit from it more and give us feedback as to uh, if they like more features or if they like the existing features or not so first of all uh, right now our uh, basically because we are just two people team we cannot do a lot of things in uh, in every release so right now our focus is not on code push but to actually incorporate all the features and make it production uh, uh, ready right now yeah okay so do you have a a set like feature list about what needs to be done before it's quote unquote production ready yeah we do maintain a list yeah now where can i find the list so it is not right uh, now it is uh, still in modification stage so right now uh, we don't have it on the repo so what are the uh, what are some of the features on the feature list that are still upcoming? So, like uh, the Flutter uh, code generation, that is one of the features. Now, uh, visualization for other MIME types, for example, you can directly view PDF in the uh, in the API dash. You can uh, the PDF APIs that send you PDF, you can directly view it. Uh, then, audio, video uh, support for uh, results like audio, video. So. Uh, so supporting more and more MIME types, uh, uh, that is uh, one of our features. Uh, and also for uh, uh, for Flutter app generation, code generation, and how the users can actually go ahead and uh, choose all the options to actually uh, uh, generate the specific Flutter code. Uh, like I told you, the, discuss the, uh, the JSON result, right? Uh, like I discussed whether to show it as a table or to... Uh, show is at a tree view. So these kinds of things are right now on a roadmap. And also right now we only have REST API. So we have to also support a WebSocket and and uh, basically GraphQL. So these are also there. These are like uh, uh, right now long-term features like GraphQL. Uh, first we'll do WebSocket, then we'll do GraphQL. So these are also some of the base features which are there in other API clients. Uh, so, uh, so we have to support these features and uh, the existing uh, specific to Flutter app developers, how they can benefit from it. So that is uh, that is the current feature list that we are working on. And you will say, see those rolling out in the future releases. Once we have this uh, pipeline stable, then we will also publish public roadmaps as to where we are heading. 
because right now we are in very early stage we are not publishing that kind of a roadmap because we are also still figuring out uh, what are the things we need to uh, build for the the feature list right is there some features that people are asking for but you're telling them no no we're not going to to do that is there something that's really off the table uh, no not right now no everything is possible yeah everything is possible <laughs> okay for uh, basically people have requested features like uh, dark mode support right till <laughs> that's uh, a huge uh, one yeah that's a huge one so we are shipping it in the next release we are working on that part so so that's why and then uh, renaming uh, api uh, basically renaming requests and all we are working also on those features so we are our priority is to actually incorporate features which people are requesting right now because uh, they are the end users who feel the need that okay uh, this thing is missing uh, wish you could uh, give me this thing so so we are definitely uh, we give a high weightage to people who actually go ahead and suggest features and so that we can incorporate in the api dash so that they can actually benefit from it well i mean if you're if you're going to support um dark mode then i'm guessing they want you to start supporting custom themes right uh, we will see uh, that part right now right now the focus is first with dark we go incrementally we are not going to support everything at once we will get the feedback uh, because then uh, because a lot of things in the theme is also uh, uh, you have to actually uh, there are also certain aspects of the theming where you have to where you have to uh, test yourself that okay for this theme if this kind of uh, theme is working or not for my uh, basically for my ui so there are things we need to test before we actually support those things so right now our focus is on dark mode then we will uh, take a step and go forward from there based on the feedback yeah i'm surprised dark mode's a little bit higher up you know Because people, especially programmers, they love dark, right? Yes, I mean, it is. High. It is the highest priority right now. <laughs> I mean, the the light mode doesn't burn your eyes right now. Uh, no, I I use a Mac, so it doesn't. <laughs> I use a Mac too, but my Mac is in dark mode, so. Okay, <laughs> okay, no worries. I uh, I'm I come from the light mode uh, supporter. <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> I always feel like people who use light mode are, are are what we call masochists, like to hurt themselves, you know. <laughs> no worries. We will uh, we will ship dark mode in the next release, so you can try it out definitely. Now, I'm also kind of curious about the name, right? Uh, so the the name is called API Dash, right? Now, is Dash from Dash the the bird for Flutter? No, no, no relation. Not really. No, the relation. Uh, the thing is that uh, uh, the essence is basically: uh, Do you want to uh, basically test and integrate APIs in a Dash? That's why we are oh, building API Dash gotcha. from fast. Uh, you want to do something fast with API. You didn't feel that this is, you know, maybe some kind of intrusion or could be a little bit. So dash is not copyrighted thing. Uh, anyone can use the word dash. I don't know if it's copyrighted, but if you're using Flutter and Dash, uh, those two things together, you should always think about that the mascot, right? Uh, but still, uh, it is a feeling uh, that okay, something you want to do something quiz. Uh, so that's why many people use uh, Dash for also dashboard. so basically results uh, visualize results so that is also one of the thing so dashboard is also used for dashboards to visualize results so we are also kind of uh, giving people a way to visualize results like people do in a dashboard so that is also one of the thing so right now i don't think so uh, we are uh, <laughs> we have a lot of uh, reason why we chose the name dash rather than just the name of a flutter mascot people use the word dash short for dashboard 
Yeah, they do. You can Google it. <laughs> Maybe I learned something new. I never thought about that before. Yeah. Now, you did talk about um, features of kind of competing or similar products is they have a test part to them. Are you also thinking to add the automated testing part to this tool? Uh, we will, uh, but uh, right now uh, it's not the priority. Yeah. Right now, the most priority thing is the dark mode support, then uh, supporting API visualization, like I said, for various uh, kinds of APIs, then Flutter code uh, generation. So these are the priorities right now. Uh, that will uh, come much later. It will come, but uh, right now it's uh, it will come much later. So you talked about the um, the feature list coming for the next version. Now the next version is that um, it's going to have dark mode. W what else is on is on it for the next version? So dark mode and what else? So dark mode. Uh, then we are currently also uh, it's not a user uh, uh, user facing feature, but we are uh, a bit revamping our RiverPod usage. How we use RiverPod. So we are working on that part. And also like uh, right now persistence of uh, uh, APIs. So API requests that user creates those, per the persistence is uh, in Hive. So it's, uh, so uh, we will give option to for user to ex actually export, uh, export the list of APIs that they are using and also import. So we are kind of giving, uh, we will work on giving users to uh, a feature to export their uh, current list of uh, playground apis and so these are some of the features that will come right now okay now hive support now why choose hive out of different types of storage solutions uh, because i have used it before oh that's a good reason <laughs> that's a good reason <laughs> yeah use things that you have used before uh, in production apps so i've used hive in production apps so that's why i i st uh, stuck to it yeah okay I just thought maybe you'd look at something like SQLite or some more traditional type of story. There are more. There are like, uh, there are uh, Isar, there, are, there is Sembast. So a lot of uh, alternatives are there. It's just that uh, we chose Hive because we have used it. Right? We used before. Yeah, we have experience using it. So why not use something like that if you have also experience using that? No, no, uh, experience using Hive. That's why we are. Oh, using sorry, that. I thought you were talking about SQLite for a second. No, no, no. I lost yeah. it. It would be kind of cool too to somehow use as a sync, right? So if you can sync to maybe Dropbox or something or Google Drive, I think it's probably be the more popular one. Yeah. Um, also, why not sync to GitHub, uh, GitHub repo? That is also your own GitHub private repo. So these are some of the features that we will be looking. Yeah, definitely. We have those things uh, in mind, but right now, before we do the syncing part, uh, we need to have some uh, features, base features that are already implemented. So that's why it is not uh, right now the priority. I understand. Cool. I mean, I, I'm I'm really liking this tool, and I think it's super interesting. And the fact that if you can get WebSocket support, that'd be quite nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like any other features that I think I would really be dying for. The code generation for sure is something that I, I, I love to use. I, we're talking about the um, uh, PAW, right? I definitely use the code generation one. And I, I got the API working with with um, PAW for something. And then I had to download. There's, there is a, a Dart one. And then I managed to export the code. And yes, you're right. The code was not the most beautiful one. The code is, it's okay. And actually, I don't remember if it actually worked or not. It will not work. I have used it also. It will also not work. It is very old. Uh, though also, it is very old. Uh, the extension was written way back. Uh, so 
so that is also one of the major problems yeah i have i have used uh, more or less i have used all the api clients uh, uh, one of the reasons i felt the pain that's why we started building it <laughs> pain of flutter developers that that was the major driving force nothing else yeah i mean i'm trying to think what other kinds of protocols of course http as we talked about the 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 websocket um i mean what are the kind of apis do we have to deal with soap is also there graphql is another good one yeah yeah I, I, there's nothing else that really comes to my mind i mean grpc grpc is also there grpc oh, okay okay yeah yeah i forgot about you all grpc yeah that's also there yeah yeah i just never really use it but yeah you're right grpc is definitely another good one so you plan to obviously support that one too because that came up in your mind but uh, when you list it priority wise it will be like uh, websocket and uh, graphql will go first before websocket or after you said no no uh, for, uh, right now we are doing rest then it will be websocket then graphql okay i'm curious about the websocket cuz that one was is, is stateful basically right so you keep the connection open and you'll be getting heartbeats right yeah it will be an, it will be interesting we don't know whether uh, uh, whether it will work right now because we haven't started it but it will be but we built the first version before no before starting up so so it will take, we will figure out stuff no worries flutter is all about figuring out how to do stuff i mean i think if if there's good, if you're going to build that feature it would be nice to have a feature where you can send heartbeat messages and have that configurable that would be really useful because so many websockets they require that heartbeat okay so that's that's huge did you you know that i've ever seen another one right and you i hope you're going to build that in the in the code generation that, that would be really nice and i did ask uh i asked you in the questions are you looking also to because obviously the big one you support right now for the dart code is http library yeah but i think a lot of people use the do or dio dio yeah yeah do so uh, right now so the uh, we we do http code generation because right now we use the package in the api dash but uh, when you go to code generation part we will also uh, ship uh, do so people who use do they can simply uh, dra- uh, have a drop down where they could choose that okay they want it for do package so then it will correspondingly generate the do code uh, we will we will uh, ship that part also that's not that's not a problem because it's a modular thing so in code generation we have structured the if you will look at the repository in the code generation part for dart we right now have a folder for http uh, uh, for a, a basically file for http package we will have the same thing for do which will uh, trigger the code generation for do package so we will do that uh, we started off with http but we will uh, uh, right now first we will uh, do it for flutter flutter code generation then we will also do it for do now here's a good question um what about uh versioning right um in terms of you know cuz they may change the api for the do or dio um your code may not work i mean are you going to also say okay generate the code for that and they'll say okay use this one use like this you know like version 2.1 and i i forgot what how they denote like you know usually okay usually we will do it for the latest one uh that's right now uh we will do it for the latest http package uh, because our tests uh will be built to run against the latest one so we will see whether it uh, our plan is to support the latest version uh so we will test it for the latest version and uh, right now we haven't uh, looked into much into the versioning part whether it will support do version 4 or do version 5 uh, 
our plan is to do it for the latest stable version of the package. What about telling people how to import the package into their pub spec? So uh, we have the command, right? Flutter pub add that command. We will tell people that you can use that command to import the package. Yeah. It will automatically add it to the dependency. Yeah, because I think I, I'm trying to remember. I, sometimes some packages are named differently, right? So that's why I was thinking that could be... Yeah, so we will have that uh, small uh, code uh, code box at the top, which will say that you can do Flutter pub add the package name and it will uh, import that package. So uh, that is one liner. Uh, it is uh, very easy to implement. Thing. So, so right now uh, we did not write it because uh, right now we assume that people know about HTTP package because Flutter developers use it. So that's why uh, we haven't written those things explicitly. Uh, yeah. But once we do Flutter code generation, basically, and also uh, since it is also supported directly in the Dart pad, so that's why we don't write uh, Flutter pub uh, uh, add uh, because in Dart, uh, if you copy and paste the code generated directly in Dart pad, it will run it. Similarly for Flutter codes, whatever uh, if you, you uh, we are using HTTP package because if you can copy the Flutter code and directly run it on Dart pad, it will give them uh, the result. So they, they can actually see. That okay, whatever code is generated is actually also working on Dartpad, and they can use directly it in their project. So that's one of the major reasons why we used HTTP package also. What about supporting code with different types of state management packages, though? Right now, we are not. Uh, right now, in the next release, we are definitely uh, not uh, looking into that aspect right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious how deep you're going to go because you can get quite deep with this stuff, right? With state management, uh, it will be a bloodbath. <laughs> it's not deep, it's a it bloodbath. Blood that's, that's one way to say it. <laughs> yeah. I, the other thing, too, is like um, translations is another big one, too. Yeah. So, like I said, there, there there's so many ways you can go with this one. You're going to have to start drawing a line. That's why I told you there are so many features to build that we have to actually prioritize that, okay, in this release, we are focusing on these features because the list is endless. We can do a lot. And especially with Flutter, you can actually do a lot. So that's why. Well, that's why I said, you know, is there something that you're definitely not going to do, something that you will do, and something that you're not, not yet sure about? Because I would start drawing lines about what you're not going to do. And I think translations is something you probably don't want to get into. Yes, yes. Not right now. We are not looking into translation right now. I told you the all the initial features that... Yeah, yeah. But, the, but your answer is not right now doesn't mean it won't happen, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is an open source project. Yeah, we are building a community. Uh, we will keep it alive. That's the whole thing. Uh, not now. It can be two years down the line or even three years down the line, but everything is possible. We are We are going to... Uh, like build on the project now for people there is people who are actually committing features to the project right yeah we have it. now how, how does that process usually work are they just do they do they throw an issue saying I, w I want this and then yeah so that's the process they have to uh, people uh, usually they work on existing issue or they uh, throw they raise an issue we have a discord server so they go there they can we we can discuss that okay you uh how you can, if you want to implement a feature, how you can work on it, how you can get started. Uh, so we have a Discord server for actually interacting with the, with the uh, basically contributors that, okay, how they want to get started with contributing. We are also, uh, yeah, we are also uh, working uh, with people uh, in actually uh, a lot of uh, these contributors, actually, they 
they it is like their first open source contribution experience so we have met people who want to contribute but it is their first open source contribution ex, uh, basically so we also teach them uh, jit github how it works and how they can go about contributing it so how the, uh, what are the best practices to actually raise issues and uh, how how to actually uh, craft a new feature branch send a pull request so we we have all those initiatives also running in parallel where we are onboarding new contributors who are actually who want to contribute but they don't know how to get started with it no that's that's good do you, do you also have some simple easy issues that you kind of leave there for new contributors uh, right now we haven't uh, raised the issue, easy issues uh, in the in the github but uh, we do have uh, like we said the feature request list like for example for a very simple issue like uh, not uh, for uh, visualization of svg like uh, svg result so for that uh, it is like a plug and play uh, contribution where people can actually use the flutter svg package to visual, to for uh, to detect uh, the Maya, basically to visualize the svg results in the api dash itself yeah, because svg is basically an xml uh, that is right now displayed so that is like a good first issue that people can pick on so right now we haven't raised it in the jitter but uh, once uh, like after this release we are planning to actually uh, uh, solidify that uh, the features that we want the contribution uh, for like uh, it is a good to have feature or a good first issue that they can actually start working on directly so we are working on it uh, we just released like 7 days or 10 days back so it is still in early stages the repo is less than like um, like a month old so yeah we are working on those things so uh, especially we uh, we will uh, uh, definitely have those things in place uh, by the time uh, the hacktoberfest and other uh, open source contribution uh, basically hackathons come into the picture so uh, so it will be around the later half of the year so so we will have uh, a lot of good first issues by that time now if if I um, decide that I want to have a feature, now should I start to just go ahead and create a GitHub issue for that? Is that like the how you keep track of the features? Yes, yes, that's how we keep track. And the features that we are currently working on, we also mark it. Like for example, for dark mode, and uh, yeah, it is marked that we are working on that uh, features. Yeah. For example, the dark mode support and also uh, the Linux distribution, we are uh, working on those two issues right now. We have a market that uh, we are working on it. So these will be out in the next release. Now, if I decide that I want to work on something, do I just assign it to myself or do I need to? You uh, you start a conversation on the GitHub issue itself. And from there, we take it forward. Yeah. But right now, uh, but a uh, major thing right now is that project is also right now, uh, since it was the first release, we are also right now, a lot of structure is changing. So that's why uh, right now it is very early. So that's why uh, we don't have that contribution thing in place because it is very, very super early. So project is rapidly evolving uh, the structure also. So that's why. Well, it's good that you guys are, are actually helping beginners to get a, a, a board and actually start committing to open source. And that's that, that takes a lot of time, right? Yeah, it takes a lot of time. We have workshops like it takes around uh, three. We take around three hour workshops. So, uh, so for an entire JIT, GitHub and how uh, you go ahead and contribute. If you can look into the organization, we have this, uh, uh, the project is under FOS42, uh, FOS42 organization in GitHub. So we have, uh, before API Dash, we also built APIs. 
so uh, a lot of uh, we guided a lot of uh, contributors to how to actually uh, contribute to github through those projects also now uh, how many contributors have you had besides you and your your co-founder in this project right now we have uh, one more contributor and uh, earlier we have for earlier projects we have around uh, 10 contributors also so only one other person not a part of the team has committed code to the yeah right now okay yeah, that's still i mean it's still something that everybody will ever get anybody to commit to their stuff so that's still pretty cool um were they beginner or were they in uh, more experienced flutter uh intermediate level but uh, we are also open to beginner like like i said uh, the uh, the things that we uh, but for beginners we like we guide them towards contribution it's not like they can just do something in uh, uh, because uh, we want them to know about the good practices and how they can actually uh, because uh, jit jitab not everyone is that familiar with jit jitha so how to set up in their computer how to Uh, not to directly commit to the main, but actually create a feature branch where they will work on it, then send a pull request. So uh, it can be uh, people can get a little odd also if they are doing it for the first time. So that's why we guide them. That's uh, for for any beginners, we guide them through the process. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm I'm very excited. This is happening. Uh, this is something that uh, it's still a little bit too early for me to be using. but i i like the idea and and i'm i'm definitely sponsored for this one and 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 happy to see it happening that's why i brought you into the show so hopefully we have some more people who are interested in this project can take a look at it and maybe help make it a little bit stronger and faster right definitely and then we are looking forward to community feedback and because uh, our own driving force is actually a community so so like i said the my co-founder is also creator of flutter gems so we have been doing a lot for the community for uh, quite some time and we want to build this product and if the if the community actually benefits from it that's more than anything that we can ask for yeah awesome cool i mean is there anything else that we should know about api dash before we sign off because we're definitely a little bit over the time but i know we also started late uh, right now uh, yeah so just uh, just follow the project so uh, so that you can stay tuned to the latest uh, releases latest new features that we are working on and definitely dark mode is coming so for <laughs> for the dark mode enthusiast we are definitely working on it uh, stay tuned for that and yeah we, and uh, right now we are support like i said right now we are supporting rest apis but we are working we will work on other supporting other protocols also uh, so yeah a lot of things are going on we are still super early but uh, we definitely thank the community to actually uh, they have given a lot of uh, love to this project that they that they have uh, they liked it and yeah we are we we, we are definitely working towards going the project awesome looking forward to this well i just want to thank you so much for your, your time and for working on api dash and like i said i hope this turns out well and uh, i'll be watching to see what's happening so hopefully this is something that can replace you know what i'm currently working with yeah well again thank you for your time thank you alan hopefully have you gone in the future yeah definitely